0: welcome to the video and education podcast episode 2 how texas state university enhances teaching through innovative uses of video i am your host scott nadsen from ensemble video this is the video and education podcast where i'll share with you how video is being used in educational organizations across the globe i'm so glad you could join us today we are fortunate to be speaking with dr carlos solis associate vice president for technology innovation at texas state university to give you a little background I've known Dr. Solis for a few years now. Dr. Solis was previously the Director of Academic Technology Services at Rice University prior to taking on his role at Texas State. Each time I speak with Dr. Solis, I learn something new, so I'm grateful he's joining us today. So Dr. Solis, thanks for joining us. Tell us how faculty at Texas State use video to enhance teaching and learning.
1: Oh, hi, Scott, Uh, and thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure uh, to talk with you. We are... As a university leveraging uh, video in a variety of settings, we are looking, especially in the teaching and learning arena, to both uh, engage our students and our faculty in the use of video. Uh, we facilitate the production of video for our faculty members uh, on the desktop as well as through recording facilities. And our faculty are using video, especially in their hybrid and online learning. Uh, activities, Uh, one of our teams, the uh, instructional design team in particular, has been very interested in delivering interactive uh, video quizzes and interactive activities for the online uh, students. And in that sense, we are actually leveraging uh, ensemble video delivered through H5P containers that create the wrapper for our students to engage in uh, to take quizzes and, and interact with content uh, in, in their courses. Uh, in addition, we are very interested in being as supportive as we can of both uh, accessibility as well as multiple learning styles. And for that, we are leveraging closed captioning. We currently use a captioning provider to deliver captions for us, but we are also interested in uh, providing along with the captions uh, transcripts so that students can take advantage of uh, both types of content the video and the transcripts, and especially when we can facilitate searching through the transcript so that students can actually go and visit specific points in the video along the way where they might have had some difficulty understanding or they want to go back and check on uh, specific points I think for us one of our big areas of interest uh, has always been annotations and the opportunity that uh, annotation services associated with video uh, can bring to the table so that we have opportunities for uh, peer review, peer commenting, uh, collaborative learning opportunities that are available then to faculty as well to um, our students. And to go with all this, we have now uh, created uh, self-service recording spaces, what other institutions call uh, one button studios. We have, brought this to the next level through our first generation, uh, what we call UStar Studio, which is part of uh, our library learning commons, where students have access to a recording, automated recording environments that include uh, different choices of scenes, green screens, uh, mul- multiple setups, and all in a self-schedulable self-service environment that then leverages uh, behind the scenes workflows that our staff have programmed to uh, deliver the content to the users uh, wherever they need it in a convenient fashion.
0: Well, that's great. And it sounds like some powerful applications of video. I know from most of my experience, I'm hearing a lot about accessibility and closed captioning, many people, basically all users can benefit from it. They can hear it, they can see it and they can read it. And definitely the uh, point in time feedback of annotations is great and it's great to hear that you kind of have a uh, video production studio or a video recording studio there for your faculty members that they can use on demand. Um, that really is gonna provide them with a, a a powerful space and a safe space for them to record content and then share it with their students.
1: Indeed and, and you know, they're- The interesting thing is that we're finding that, uh, well, first of all, the studio is available to anybody at the university. And what we're finding out is that actually our students are producing uh, most of that uh, self-service video in this particular studio. But we have been facilitating, of course, uh, like so many other institutions, uh, in your office, uh, at your fingertips, video capture. Uh, from people's devices and screens uh, in, the, in the space that's obviously more convenient for them, too.
0: Oh, definitely. I think uh, student video submissions has, uh, is on the rise and will, will continue to be on the rise. And like you said, uh, video recording at your fingertips is a powerful uh, tool for faculty members to share insights, review, or uh, mini lectures and video snacks to their their audience. And it gets me thinking about taking the use of video to the next level at your university. So in your role, how do you encourage technology innovation at Texas State?
1: Well, actually, uh, that's a very good question. We just launched a technology innovation office uh, as part of our strategic engagement with the university. So we have created a space for innovation to happen, and not to leave it as opportunity arises. And in one of the areas in which we encourage innovation uh, for our faculty is through a series of grants called the uh, Teaching and Learning with Technology Innovation Grants. Uh, and we have been running that program for the last uh, three years. And we use it to encourage faculty to think outside of the box and to start imagining what instruction should be like uh, in ways that they cannot engage in today. Uh, So through those grant programs, we uh, have now a really solid system in which We work with faculty to help them envision projects. We don't just uh, have an RFP that goes out, but we offer consulting uh, services uh, uh, provided by our instructional designers that uh, are Part of a collaboration we have with the office of distance and extended learning and then we come in and also provide the technology underpinning consultations so that faculty produce uh, really robust and interesting proposals that then we uh, fund for them but also help them in the execution of those programs and at the end of the of the fund of the grant cycle we then produce uh, some short short video uh, articles that uh, We use to communicate to the rest of the university what these faculty members have been able to uh, to achieve
0: yeah, I was actually able to Review a couple of those videos and it's it's actually incredible. I mean what a great way to encourage your faculty uh, To leverage video in innovative ways Um, So, you know as I mentioned in the intro uh, you and I kind of cross paths from time to time and I'm always learning something from you so dr. Solis um, you always seem to be pushing use of new technologies, whether you're Rice University or Texas State. Where do you get your inspiration and uh, where do you learn?
1: Oh, that's a hard question to answer. I I, I could not pinpoint it from, uh, you know, bring it down to any, any single source. I, I cast a wide net. I'm curious by nature and Uh, I'm always fascinated by opportunities that emerging technologies might bring to uh, education and to research. So I I have a number of sources that I normally go to. Uh, Like a lot of people, I'm I'm an avid YouTube watcher. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I tend to look at things like TED Talks, and um, I also... Look at uh, content that is actually generated by some of the big tech companies, uh, especially things uh, these days that are focused on uh, cloud services and cloud platforms. uh, Whether it's Azure or AWS or Watson um, or or Google Cloud Platform, Uh, what we're always looking for are opportunities to uh, to see what's available, and then we we also try to be very engaged with our faculty and and our students so that we can create that uh, brokerage opportunity, if you wish, between uh, what we know exists out there and what kinds of problems uh, our constituents are actually facing or curious about uh, exploring.
0: Oh, that's great. And thank you for those suggestions. And I'm sure our listeners will appreciate it. And as um, we wind down this episode, tell us a little bit about what is next for Texas State University and how it relates to video.
1: Um, a couple of, yeah, thank you. A couple of areas. So there is, uh, on one hand, we have one of the projects that we developed uh, as part of the Technology Innovation Grant Program with our music faculty uh, in which we were really interested in facilitating the opportunity for uh, music students to take a holistic view about their performance environment so uh, that they could do some of the things we talked about earlier, which is uh, reflection and uh, peer feedback. So uh, we started out with a project uh, as a 360 video capture that we wanted to deliver uh, to both capture and then deliver for review uh, through the ensemble video platform. And we worked with the faculty at that point to generate a dual stream video capture system that in a performance ensemble would actually allow uh, a student who was conducting an ensemble to see himself and look at what the musicians that he was directing uh, were doing and to, to create a holistic uh, view of what, uh a performance would be like and where they could improve or or change certain things so we certainly would like to take that to the next level um one of the challenges of doing a 360 experience is to actually be able especially if we're providing annotations to bring people back to what are what is the angle at which you are actually uh providing feedback from, what's the point of view that's associated with the feedback in a 360 setting. Um, So that's that's an an area that we're really interested in and we would like to see uh, what other areas besides music performance uh, would that apply to. Uh, The other thing we're currently engaged in is a more systematic and thorough evaluation of uh, the artificial intelligence uh, transcription uh environment and how even though there there are multiple platforms that offer this kind of of an opportunity how accurate are these uh services so we're doing a cross-platform comparison yeah. right now uh to look at all sorts of things between cost uh accuracy Uh, and efficiency, but we are also interested in seeing how these systems take advantage of our use to generate better captions uh, through our engagement with those – with with the text that gets generated by those engines. we are hoping to close the first phase of that project within the next uh, couple of weeks. So we're we're really interested in at, at this point in, once we identify that, um, how we can make this part of our standard video workflow, but then also what are the outshoot maybe the out. Uh, croppings if you wish or, or the branches that come out of this uh, whether it goes to now opportunities for uh, live captioning for example so that we could mm-hmm. start serving our students who are in um, need of captions in live settings whether they are uh, talks uh, with invited speakers that come to the university or whether or not this is actually happening in the classroom.
0: Well that's great and I can uh, relate in terms of investigating the quality of automatic caption services. Uh, We have gone through that and uh, I can tell you that none of them are 100% accurate, but what I have learned is it truly comes down to the quality of the audio. Uh, Some of these services are incredible in terms of what they can produce if there is quality audio, and that is typically the greatest variable and challenge uh, to overcome.
1: And also we are interested right now in looking at how we can implement chatbots to provide all sorts of services at the university, especially now that people are starting to move away from your traditional text-based chatbot with chatbots that uh, provide media content uh, as part of the interactions with the end users. So whether or not there is a space for us to then start looking at how we can embed Uh, video in and other media into our chatbot interactions. This is a project that we have in the horizon and basically basically, uh, looking at what kind of uh, opportunities for both student guidance and other customer service facing uh, Challenges we have right now where we could actually deliver just-in-time information to our students uh, or faculty or our staff uh, via a chatbot interface that is uh, rich in content.
0: Well, that's great. And that's why we needed to connect today because I always learn something new from Dr. Solis. And I'm so uh, appreciative of you spending some time with us in the Video and Education podcast. We are grateful that you spent uh, some of your valuable time with us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's great talking with you. Thank you for tuning in to the Video and Education podcast, episode two. I hope you enjoyed learning how Texas State University enhances teaching through innovative uses of video. Please reach out to Scott at EnsembleVideo.com with questions and let me know if you'd like to join us on the Video and Education podcast. If you want to learn more about the Ensemble Video platform, you can find us online at www.EnsembleVideo.com. Thank you so much for tuning into the Video and Education podcast. I'm Scott Nadson from Ensemble Video. We'll see you online.